time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Review. Hello and welcome to the Red Review podcast and what a difference a week makes. Seven days ago, it was all sunshine and smiles. Dave, you were in Turkey and now it's defeat over in Croatia and a disappointing result in Paisley. Do you know something? I I think that it's probably my fault that Aberdeen lost because when I was on holiday in Turkey, Aberdeen were doing so well, weren't they? They were scoring goals for fun and then I come back and uh, we get beaten 2-0 in Europe and then uh, beaten 1-0 yesterday by a side that was, you know, many people's favourites for relegation pre-season. Uh, very, very disappointing day in Paisley. North Sound 1, Red Review. Well, this is the Red Review podcast. I am Alan Davidson and I'm joined, as always, by Dave Galloway. And Dave, like you say, Really, really disappointing down in Paisley. Not great in Croatia either, if we're brutally honest. Were we all just a little excited? Is, is, is this the level mm. we're really at, or has it been a disappointing week? I, I, I think it has been a disappointing week. I mean, I mean, whatever way up you, you dress it, you could say, oh, the scorelines were harsh or whatever, but it, this is two games in four days, both away from home, both lost, so clearly it's it's very disappointing. The, the thing for me yesterday, I know Derek freshened the lineup up, uh, made four changes uh, to the side. It was difficult conditions, the pitch was saturated, very, very tricky, but it's the same for both sides. St Mirren, you knew what you were going to get. Jim Goodwin was always going to have them very well organised, hard to break down, look to catch the Dons on the break and you know that's that's exactly what they did and yeah I was away in Turkey on holidays uh, on, on my holidays and, and just to rub salt into the wounds a bit of irony and right an ironic twist if you like it was a Turk that that, that scored the winner yeah know? well the the obvious point and the one we're going to get to and I don't want to labour it because I think there was far more wrong I think this is mm. going to be a feature of the show Dave we're going to have a go at referees this is going to happen yes this is me and you referees <laughs> are going to get it well, right. you know, we'll 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 and, listen. We'll see what has to be said, and po- and possibly none more so than Stephen McLean, who's still not been forgiven for that Motherwell game. Oh I w- no, you've brought that up now. <laughs> oh no, as, as if I couldn't feel any worse. He'll, he'll he'll be judged by that forever. But the, the, <sighs> in in my mind, Stonewall penalty, yes. Oh, listen, Stonewall. Alan with a with a capital S. It looked a stick on penalty from where I was sitting in the stand. Other reporters that I spoke to all said, "How was he not given that?" You know, colleagues in radio and in the newspapers they said, "Why is that not a penalty?" The linesman has flag up over on the far side, but I don't know what he was doing. What was he flagging for? I I've no idea. But he wasn't flagging to say, "Referee, I think you might want to come and speak to me." Um, but look, goodness me, looking at the video replays, um. It, it just it looks more and more damning every time you look at it, and like you say, you can't just say, "Oh well, that was the turning point in the game," because you know th- there was a lot that wasn't right about that Aberdeen performance, especially in the in the first half. But you can you could see this at Mirren midfielder Flynn. Yeah, he's got his arm behind his um, his back. We'll hear from him uh, soon, but you know he appears to bat the ball behind his back with his arm that's the way I see it you know when you see it on telly so before we speak anywhere about this let's hear what the gaffer had to say about it after the game and the man involved in the incident Ryan Flynn Uh, that clearly 
was a moment where I thought we had a good bit of pressure. Probably for the first time in the game because we didn't do enough for that in the first half. But I thought second half they were kind of relentless, well working, kept asking the question and far more penetration about us. Um, and I think it came at the stage where, you know, it would probably still be early enough in the game that if you get get the penalty, which should have been a penalty, then you might have a chance to go and win it. But it didn't come. Sometimes that happens, and you know, I think it's a penalty with last year's rules, but I think it's even more a penalty with the rules that we were told about at the referees meeting uh, two weeks ago. Came with my arm, but I mean, I, I don't think it's a, me, I personally, I don't think it's a penalty. My arm right by my side. Um, obviously, rules change, I don't know. Um, I think it's more, I, I give credit to the ref for being brave because it's easy to sort of give it to the, the underdog team at the time. Um, they're sort of fans behind that goal. I, I'd give credit there. I don't, I personally don't think it's a penalty. Um, I thought it would have been really soft if sort of across that, like, just hit your arm and it's a penalty. Right, so I think obviously, Dave, we both agree with McInnes rather than Flynn, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess it's one of these situations. If you're a St Mirren fan, you're going to say, oh, no, no, that wasn't a penalty. And if you're an Aberdeen fan, you're going to say, of course, it was a penalty. Maybe it might be a, a good idea to get some um, neutral views. But, but certainly, you know, I, I know I'm a biased Aberdeen fan, but even taking the red and white specs off, that is a penalty every day of the week. Yeah, I think it's one of those, almost like McInnes says, under last year's rules, there is possibly some debate. Yeah. Under under this year's rules, where, to my understanding, if your arm is outside the natural silhouette yeah. of your body, making yourself bigger in effect, it doesn't matter if it's deliberate. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get your arm out of the way. If your arm's away from your side, which it was, mm-hmm. he was pulling his arm back in, intentionally or not, the arm was moving back in towards his body, but at the point the ball strikes his arm, his arm's up in the air, it's a penalty. Yeah, for, there's for, no argument. Yeah, for me, it's an intentional move. Like I say... He certainly uh, kind of bats the ball behind his back with his arm. He's he's very clever. He's a good player, and he was being very cute in that sound clip that you played out there. Yeah, but like we said, far more issues. Mm. And if I'm honest, we should not be relying on referees to go and get an equaliser down at St Mirren. No, well, you we know, should, you, we should have far more quality than that. And obviously, big mm. changes in the squad. McInnes rotated the squad from. Thursday night. Yeah, he made four changes. Four. We, we always knew he was going to freshen the lineup up. Um, there were a few eyebrows raised in the media gantry when we saw well, the, you know, the opening lineup. But you know, four changes. He's, you know, he's entitled to make those changes to try and freshen the team up. And he, he didn't get what he should have from the team he, as a whole. Did he get it wrong? Is, is that at the end of the day? Is this what we're looking at? Is if if Aberdeen go down there and win, comes with three or four, and yep. Derek's got it right. We went down there and he admitted himself in one interview I heard that the players he brought in looked like they needed the game. They didn't bring the freshness. Did the gaffer get it wrong? I, I, I don't think he did. I think he brought the, the right players in. You could see what he was trying to do. He had, you know, main up front. He was very disappointing, but he didn't really get the service. But you thought Maine, as the lone striker, he would have got much better service from Hedges wide right, McLennan wide left, and Ferguson coming forward from midfield right, coming forward from the centre of midfield as well. But it just... There was just, you know, in the final third, Aberdeen were very poor. You can, you can have all the possession in the world. Aberdeen had 62%. You can have all the possession in the world. But when you can't get that final ball into the box, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. No, absolutely. But I'd, like, like I say, I just wonder, obviously, with Viner coming in at right back for Logan, um, and um, it's the the whole resting players this early in a season. Do they need to be rested? Did Derek have one eye on Thursday? 
Mm. No, that, that, were, that, were, that, they, were, they, were they rested because he wanted to bring freshness in for yesterday, or were they rested with one eye on Thursday night? That is a good point. I, I, I do, I do wonder in 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 Logan's case, uh, was he rested or was he rested in inverted commas? Was he was he dropped because of you know general performances? Or maybe Derek feels that he's not quite uh, cut the mustard, and he maybe just needed to bring somebody else in as a reminder. Possibly. To maybe G him up a bit, and and you know, he did get uh, she did get a lot of uh, flack for the penalty that he gave away uh, in in Rijeka. Uh, having seen that, I, I think I think there was no need for him to make that challenge. No, to be honest, it, it's one that, and I think this is the conversation we had again. There was one with Cosgrove against Hearts, very similar, hmm. where Cosgrove had no chance of getting the ball, and that's in Scotland. That's not given. If the striker's not going to get the ball, you can foul him, if you like. It's basically the way referees in Scotland look at it. Grab him, pull him. If it, if it doesn't interfere with where the ball ends up, it's not given. That, that's basically what Logan did on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, as far as the St Mirren game went, I think we were all in high spirits heading to Croatia. Obviously, we went to Rijeka. We know they're a good side. I still expected us to go and get the job done yesterday in Paisley. Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. But... Are there some real, I think, and this is where I was going to go back to last Sunday, hmm. are there some real defensive frailties in the squad at the moment? I think, did the did the kind of, the excitement of the the Hearts game and kind of the the, la, the late winner, it had everything, it was a brilliant game of football, but actually, hmm. defensively, were, were we all kind of deceived into actually the fact that there are real frailties in the Aberdeen defence? I, 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 I personally, I, McKenna and Considine don't look like a solid partnership. There were two or three times, um, and I've, I've only seen the highlights from yesterday's game, two or three times both sucked the same ball. Dermis had so much space. Surely one of them should mm. be tracking the centre-forward. Well, I, 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 I thought McKenna and Considine were reasonably solid in the middle. It was uh, Viner and, and, and Lee that were maybe not being as dependable and solid as we hoped they would be because especially... Uh, in the first half, St Mirren were getting so much joy down the flanks, right flank and left flank, putting some dangerous balls into the box that you know perhaps should have been um, you know punished punished more. I mean, you know, Dermis uh, fine finish in the thirteenth minute for what proved to be the only goal of the game. Um, a few minutes later, um, that was a cross from the right. A few minutes later. Uh, Dermis had a header over Waters crossed from the other flank the left hand side uh, couldn't get anything on that and then there was another uh, good cross uh, from McLaughlin, McKenzie headed just over play that was halted for a foul but you know Aberdeen on those three occasions were, were cut open down the flanks Well I think like, like I said but from, from those I think certainly the goal Dermis has all the time in the world to pick a spot. Surely one of the centre yeah. halves should be picking him up. Yeah. And this goes back to I think it was a uh, the Rovaniemi, uh, the Rovaniemi, the, the the ball through in the first leg Rops, in yeah. the last drops, um, the, the ball through between McKenna mm. and Constein was almost exactly the same as the ball through against Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, I... it's a it's it's a ball that should be cut out. It's a it's a simple mm. pass between the centre halves yeah. that's caught it caught us twice twice this season. I don't know if those two need to run together. Or what? What? What the solution is? But there's, mm-hmm. there's I, personally, I don't think there's something not clicking in that partnership. Well, when I spoke to the manager yesterday, he did um, say that he thought that McKenna and Considine were his uh, strongest players yesterday. 
Um, well, so say a lot for the rest. Of that, well, I was going to say that that doesn't speak volumes for the rest of them. I, I, I don't think Derek's tactics were wrong. There was something wrong with the performance. That is for sure. There were too many players just had an off day. I mean, you know, Main would have been as well off not playing. Yeah. For, for for all that he did, and that's not having a go at Maine because a, a a striker, especially if he's leading the line on his own, he's only as good as the service that he gets. And Hedges and McLennan on the flanks were not providing that service. No, well, on to Thursday night. Gaffer's got a massive job to put the boys up now mm. ahead of a game that, after yesterday's performance, after the performance over there, after even the Hearts game, and with that defensive kind of, I'm not confident about Thursday now. It's such it's a massive ask to get through now. Yeah, it, it you know, whatever Derek will be saying publicly, confidence I'm sure will have taken a knock. And this this is a test of character for these players because yeah, they'd won some plaudits for some exciting play at home, as we touched upon earlier in the show. Performances away from home have have not been anything uh, special, but um, you know. You don't this early in the season want to make it three defeats in a row. Aberdeen have had two defeats in four days. It's so important that they bounce back on Thursday. Um, and they've got, let's face it, they've got to get that first goal, haven't they? If you know, if Aberdeen concede the first goal, I think, I think, I think it's finished. After the game yesterday... You... And I'm an optimist as well. Yeah. Well, after the game yesterday, you did get the manager's thoughts on Thursday night. At Petordia this season, we've had that, you know, we've scored umpteen goals. We've been very good in the three home games up until now, and it's going to take that and a bit more to um, overcome this team because they are a capable side, battle-hardened, experienced, athletic um, team and have players who can hurt you, so as we we saw with the second goal. Um, but, you know, we know that with Petordia busy and Petordia lively, and an early goal, we can uh, certainly ask a question of them, and that's the intention that the first goal is going to be clearly pivotal in uh, in the night's work. That's exactly 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 what I was saying there, Alan. You know, if if Aberdeen score, I mean, the best thing that can happen is Aberdeen get a goal in the first ten fifteen minutes. Then it really is game on. If you wanted to break down Aberdeen's task and simplify it, um, win both halves one nil, then you've got extra time. Then finish the job in extra time. Yeah, but it's like I say, I. At the moment, I'm not confident of us going through a game against a side of that quality without conceding. Well, is my worry. Yeah, I would agree um, with that because because you know St Mirren, who were a lot of people's favourites to go down after escaping relegation by the very skin of their teeth last season. Um, you know, yeah, they were very well organised, they were very solid, etc. But you know, they caused the Aberdeen rearguard. Uh, a good few problems, as I've highlighted earlier, especially in that first half with the the crosses from the the flanks in that opening uh, period. And let, let's face it, Rijeka are a couple of steps up, at least from from St Mirren, I would say. Absolutely. And like we say, if Rijeka get the goal, Don's need four and might have to do it without Sam Cosgrove. That doesn't bear thinking about, does it? Because you know y- you could clearly see yesterday. Um, Aberdeen were screaming out for somebody like Sam Cosgrove. Yeah, you've got to get the service right, but you know Cosgrove isn't just a one-dimensional poacher. We've seen that. You know he does a lot of good work off the ball. He drops deep. He goes wide. He, he's very, very hard-working player. Um, and you know we, we missed him. We missed him very badly. Yeah. Well, I say I think again you spoke to the manager after the game. 
and kind of got an update on where the manager thinks Cosgrove is in the running for Thursday night. He had a tightness in his hamstring. We uh, were trying to give him every chance, but he just felt it was becoming more of an issue. And we decided not to um, bring him with us and uh, stay back and get some treatment in Aberdeen. So I think he's touch and go for Thursday. And uh, clearly um, uh, any team would miss somebody with Sam's form and Sam's form and hopeful that he's going to be OK for Thursday. But at this stage, it's uh, not clear yet. Well, like we say, it's so important for the Dons that Big Sam's fit. I think to have any chance, really, even... If we keep that clean sheet, a lot of our hopes on progressing rely on Cosgrove making the game. Yeah, you know, we're talking about a guy here who cost £20,000 from Carlisle not a million years ago, but what what a job he's done. He has matured and grown and improved so much. He is definitely totally pivotal. Um, so I do hope that you know he's got a tight hamstring. I, I, I do hope and pray that uh, the scan results are not as bad as we we fear they could be. Otherwise, you know, the, there will be more than a, a few furrowed brows am- amongst the Red Army. Well, here we go. Let, let me put this one out. This is a point that I saw on Twitter a few times over the weekend, yep. and it's been wheeled out in the past. Yeah, has McInnes taken us as far as we can go? And this is not me calling for the manager's head, but has. Aberdeen and McInnes found their level. This round in Europe has always been a stumbling block. We're now already adrift of the top two. And given the way they're going, we don't look like splitting those top two this season. Is this is this as far as we can go under McInnes? And on, in general, have we found our level as a club? This is where we are. Do, do Aberdeen fans need to accept that this is where we are as a club? Is there, Could another manager take us further? Or is this... Mick McInnes the best man for the job with the budget this is where we are as a club and we've just got to accept that this is where we are as a club at the moment but Derek McInnes is a very ambitious guy I think some of the you know nobody's beyond criticism Derek would admit that Derek's made mistakes you show me one manager that hasn't but I, I, I do genuinely believe that there is more to come from Aberdeen Aberdeen are capable of um, you know ad- advancing and no, I, I, I don't think that um, we've gone as far as we can under Derek McInnes. I know it may seem like that at times, but you know, it, this is something that's really split the fans, hasn't it? Um, I, I would say the the vast majority are still very much on Derek's side, but there are a few people on uh, Twitter, a minority, I would say, who seem to have it in for him, and the McInnes out hashtags appear whenever Aberdeen have a. A, a, a bad result I, I would say you, you know be careful what you wish for well, if, if, that, if, if you want McInnes out be like careful say, what you wish for like I say I think this yeah. is me sort of agreeing with the McInnes out brigade but not I think possibly yeah. do you know what and that's the line they always they always wheel out and this is the line that comes constantly is McInnes has taken us as far as he can which I am mm-hmm. getting to the point I wonder if maybe that's right but I wonder if this is Especially at this moment in time, this is this this is the ceiling as we are. this is this is where we are as a club. I, I, I it don't doesn't matter it doesn't matter who's in charge. Yeah. This is this is where we are. If you look at competing Thursday, Sunday, mm-hmm. look at the size of the squads available to the old farm. Yeah. And I think what yesterday maybe goes to prove is that we mm. can, we don't even even people are suggesting that this, this season squad is better, but yeah. it's clearly not good enough to compete on all fronts. I is that what yesterday shows us? 
Well, I do. I, it's a good point, but I don't think I genuinely don't think that Aberdeen have hit a glass ceiling. Um, however, as a caveat, I would say that I think it's very important that Aberdeen win a trophy this season. Otherwise, I'm not saying McInnes should walk or whatever, but you know, maybe at the end of the season, Derek might think if we don't win any more silverware this season, he might think, you know. Maybe maybe I've achieved all that I can here. Yeah, I think cup, cup runs have been good. We've come up against in the last season, last few seasons. We've come up against some unbelievable Celtic sides. I'm thinking yes. one under Rogers. Yes. Um, and no one, no one got close to laying and got a glove on them. Um, but kind of cup finals, ninety minutes. It could be our day, could not mm-hmm. be. But and just over the course of a season, I see the old firm stretching away from us. I don't see us closing that gap. I see them. Moving ahead, away from us. I, I, I would, I would agree with you. I mean, you just have to. You've touched upon the start that the big two have made uh, this season. You've just got to look at yesterday as a as a case in point. You know, when would you have expected in recent years Rangers to hand Hibs a six goal thrashing? And when you look at their stats, Rangers had thirty four efforts on goal, thirty four. Um, so they are certainly going up through the gears. Well, Dave, that brings us nicely on to the rest of the weekend's action. And before we go through that, we're joined by Graham Watt. Graham, you took on the role of the Red Army on Red Friday's predictor. I did, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a, a, an interesting weekend of results. We'll start off with a lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, Dave. Motherwell at home against Celtic. Um, another convincing win for the champions, and I think points all round for that one. Yeah, I I went for three uh, nil uh, Celtic, but you know they won five two, and by all accounts, it could have been more than that. And the slightly chilling thing was Neil Lennon saying that uh, he thought a few of his players um, remained undercooked, in his opinion. Uh, that's after twelve goals in your opening two league games. Um, conceding just two, but 12 goals in your opening two league games and a few of your players are still not at their best. Well, that sends out quite a chilling message to most of the rest of the league, I would say. What are they going to be like when they're all at their best? Yeah, that's it. And I think, let's say, single points all round. I think we all went 3-0, Graham. I was 3-0, yeah. The the, the surprise was possibly Motherwell too. Uh, Yeah, getting two goals, yeah. Motherwell scoring first as well. the lead, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's say I, Celtic very impressive this year, and actually, squad rotation from them seemed to go a bit better than it did for us. Uh, yeah. Uh yes, yes. As um, we've touched upon earlier. Hmm. Right, St Johnston at home to Livingston. I think um, another slightly surprising one. I had a Livy win in this one. Um, like I said last week on the on the podcast, I'm kind of expecting Tommy to, right to be the first manager out the door this season. Um, not sure I'm changing that. I think to- Tommy's time at St Johnston. Is possibly been and gone. I think the goodwill from the cup win is possibly away, but point against a decent Livy side, Graham? Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I backed St. Johnston to win 2 1 as well. Um, obviously, after getting beat 7 0 from Celtic, you expected them, obviously, wanting to bounce back, but obviously, uh, a tough one, obviously. But yeah. No, and uh, let's say, Dave, I think when that second Livy goal went in, you thought that was it, done, and it. I was almost looking for Livy to add a couple. 
Well, so I thought maybe maybe the roof's going to cave in, and then maybe there might be some uh, real pressure on Tommy Wright. But you know, credit where credit is due. You know, I mean, Tom, Tommy Wright's a very good manager. There's no there's no doubting there. Um, but there was great spirit by the team to fight back from two 0 down. You know, having taken a very sore one seven nil um, to Celtic. I mean, we know as long suffering Aberdeen fans uh, just what it's like to take a really sore one from Celtic. We've had a good few of them. I've been down at Parkhead uh, in the in the Aberdeen end, and uh, I remember once we we got beaten seven uh, nothing. But at the at the time, the score was five uh, nil. And the Aberdeen fans were singing, 6-5, we're going to win 6-5, we're going to win 6-5, we're going to win 6-5. And it was 7-0 at the end, and the Aberdeen players almost looked embarrassed because they got a standing ovation at the end. I, I think maybe everybody was drunk that day. It, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't be a total surprise for Aberdeen fans at Celtic Park to no. all be drunk. Um, Hamilton Kilmarnock, next up. Um, I had a killy win. Yeah, so so did I. I mean, I um, was covering Kilmarnock's game against Connor's Key Nomads, and they were knocking the ball about pretty well in the first half. Kelly uh, did everything but score, and I thought, yeah, they look quite impressive, albeit against a part-time Welsh team. They were absolutely honking in the second <laughs> half. Um, I could have said a lot worse, but in fact, I could say because it's a podcast, but I'll try and um, mind my P's and Q's. Um, they were absolutely dreadful, and I thought, what a what a dreadful season this could be for them. Then, against Rangers, they pushed a very good Rangers team very close, only lost out in injury time, and I thought, yeah, I fancy Kelly to to go to Hamilton, always a difficult place to go, and come away with a a two one win. But it shows how much I know. No, well, Graham, obviously I was adamant last week on the podcast in my predictions for the season that yeah. Hamilton are going down. This is the year, so of course they win. Typically, <laughs> it never fails. That sometimes happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I backed Kilmarnock as well. I said two one Kilmarnock. It never never happened. Hamilton, one of those teams that are just sticky. They just grind out results and they do it year in year out um, somehow they find a way all the time make it difficult for teams to come up there and play yeah no, so no points there again for us we're, we're doing well boys Pro- proving exactly how much we know yeah <laughs> great start Hearts at home to Ross County on the uh, tetris board pitch um, after their yeah. it was a classical music concert <laughs> You know, there's, 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 right there's, the there's some, there's, there's some, there's some sort of irony in that, in that, isn't there? You know, um, I, I, cl- classical music in a less than classical style. I mean, they, they've had they've had a number of days to get the pitch all greened up because they could they not have done a wee bit better than that. It was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? You know, it looked like half of it was kind of straw coloured, half of it was lush green. Could they? You know, you see all this stuff in the shops. Um, you know, get your grass greener in a matter of days. Could they not have maybe put some of that on it? I remember you used to no? do the dye stuff. You used to put on the green dye. They used to use it in Petrodry. After they put the sand down, it was green stuff to put on top of it. Yeah, they should have maybe done that. Yeah. No, so I I had a point in this one. I did go for the draw. Um, I had a score draw, one-one. But I'll take my point whenever it comes. Um, I think like much like Hearts, very grateful for the point at the weekend. Yeah, it it, it should have been. It should have been zero points, though, shouldn't it? Because yeah. by all accounts, uh, Ross County played very well as the co-managers 
you know they, they they've got them they've got them very well organised. They play some some really nice football. And if it wasn't for a Brian Graham sclaffed uh, penalty kick against the post late on, they, they you know they would have they would have got all three points. I thought Hearts were going to win by a couple of goals. I had two 0 Hearts, but again. That's football. Well, obviously, Graham, you've seen Hearts this season. We've all seen you seeing Hearts this season. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, fo- fo- photograph from mm. the from from the fence at full. T- uh, the, when the third goal went in, it the rust of the fence. Yes, we we love. Chance. I love seeing the rust <laughs> of the fence. I've never experienced it because um, being a a well respected serious journalist. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't get the chance, but I've, I've I've seen it on many many occasions. I think they should have they should have a DVD every year. The best rushes to the fence. <laughs> uh, well, the best one I've had right. with Aberdeen was the Lewis Ferguson goal at Hamden when we beat Rangers one 0 That was I was right in the border uh, with Aberdeen, the segregation obviously, and I felt like the whole stand was coming towards me. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was a big rush. Uh, couldn't go anywhere apart from the line of police officers, obviously, but. Um, yeah, Hearts was a, a a good one as well. Obviously, getting the late win up was special, mm. and uh, the usual rush. No, it <laughs> looks a... great from the far of the camera. <laughs> it, is, it is a great, it, it is, is a, a great, great picture. Video, yeah. um, but no, I think yeah, we've I've been in the middle of that a few times. It's always good fun. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit of banter. Yeah. Well, so on to the point for me there. Point for me. Just reminding you that I'm now leading on this. Well, from us three, some doesn't uh, say much. Though. No, it, it's not saying much. But on to on to the Sunday games, Rangers. Against Hibs, um, I don't think any of us saw this coming. You normally expect, nope. normally expect Hibs to go and give either half of the old farm, either Celtic Park or Ibrox, always go and give them a game, never get kind of run over. Mm. And I mean, they weren't just run over; they were hit by a train. Oh yeah, absolutely mauled, weren't they? I mean, you know, when you look at the stats, six-one Rangers, thirty-four shots on goal. I can't remember the last time I saw that. In a Defoe Premiership game. As well. <laughs> 34, yeah, absolutely. Hat trick for uh, Defoe, uh, and I think um, uh, the Mattress got a couple of goals as well, yeah. didn't he? Are we allowed to call him that on a, po- on a podcast? <laughs> you just did. So. Well, you did I think, I think did. we can, can't we? <laughs> yeah. It's a no podcast. Harm. It's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure you want to keep it. <laughs> any, any complaints, we'll, we'll, we'll send them your way, Dave. Okay. <laughs> no, imp- impressed with Rangers this season, Graham? They look like they've really. I think the, the Kilmarnock game was, yeah. a, was a sign of what was to come. I think last season. They certainly don't win that Kilmarnock game. They possibly lose it. Definitely and against the Hibs side. They've struggled against in recent years. Out and that was a statement. Well, that's I was obviously silly enough to back Hibs um, on that one. Um, my bad, but mm. obviously Hibs normally give the old firm a game, and I was expecting that. But Rangers, I wasn't expecting them to steamroll Hibs. To be honest, um, but yeah, when you've got Defoe and Morelos, that's a hell of an attack. Yeah, and again, I think it's possibly a sign of where Hibs are. That when I spoke to a Hibs fan the other day about um, my fantasy team, that I had a Hibs player in it, they went, "Well, that was stupid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's from a very big Hibs supporting season ticket holder. Oh well. Um, so that shows you the confidence at Easter Road at the moment. I mean, um, he- Hecking bottom. Um, I, I I liked the the cut of his jib. Um, speaking to him in person, seeing how he he'd come across, seeing how some of the. Uh, the football that he'd got, you know, Hibs playing, which looked very impressive. But uh, I, I wonder, is he is he is he coming a little bit unstuck now? I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it was it was Hecke's at the wheel. It seems that Hecke is at the wheel of Pedro Cachinha's bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's quote of the yeah. day. I like it. Like yeah. it. Like it. So finally, on to obviously, Dave. We've discussed in length the disappointment in Paisley. Graham, your thoughts on the game? Uh, dreadful, to be honest. I mean, obviously he's he's made changes 
obviously after the disappointing result in Rijeka, hoping that the, the team is obviously strong enough to go on and get a win at St Mirren. Um, did we show them enough respect? I, I hope so. I, I think we did. But should we have started McGinn? Should we have started Gallagher? I mean, is the league more important than, than Europe? Well, here, here's, here's what, here's what mm. I put to Dave earlier. We'll just get a, a, your, your quick thoughts on these. McInnes has said post-match that he wanted to freshen it up and bring a bit of life to it. Yeah. Did he have one eye on Thursday and did he get it wrong? Did, did, he, did he rotate the side, kind of underestimate with St Mirren and get it wrong? Is that is that what's happened here? Well, I think he, he did. He definitely did have one eye on Thursday. Obviously, we do want Aberdeen to progress in the, in the UEFA Cup, or Europa League, I should say. Um, but obviously, the league is a bread and butter and if they're fit, they should be playing, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think we did underestimate uh, St Mirren. And then the other one that we spoke at length about, and Dave, is is this as far as we go as a club? Have we, have we reached a ceiling under McInnes? And it's not necessarily a McInnes problem. It's possibly a level as a club. Is this is is this where we are? We are very comfortably the um, the third force in Scotland. As in, I, I don't think we're miles ahead of who's behind us, but the gap to the two in front is stretching away mm. rapidly. And this round in the Europa yeah. League seems to be a real stumbling block. I mean, it's it's. Seems that way. It's been that way for obviously we've we've been second and we have pushed out. Like obviously Rangers coming back in your Hibs and your Hearts as well. Um, it's 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 only going to get tougher for Aberdeen uh, to maintain that. And I'm sure this season more than most for Derek has been probably the most challenging. I mean, it says that there are eight signings uh, for the club. Obviously, they're going to take a bit of time to gel. Um, I hope I hope we can go further. I hope it's not the top of the. Where we're going to be, you know what I mean? It's it's a difficult one. Um, I'm sure Derek doesn't feel that way. Um, some of the fans maybe do. Uh, you see it quite a bit. But um, what I'll say is, a fan, I do like Derek, and I, and I do like what he gives the team and what he what he's gave the club so far. I would like to see a bit more. Obviously, another another cup would would be great. Obviously, getting to the group mm-hmm. stages of Europe would be a boost as well. Um, but obviously, it's a hard one with Rangers and Celtic. It's difficult to split them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think a trophy's essential this season. Yeah, after so true. many near misses. Absolutely. Well, that, like I say, that wraps up this week's predictor. Three points to me, you boys, Dave. I got the solo. Um, one, I think. Well, <laughs> less than three anyway. Less than three for you, and I get the one, one for, for the you, Red Graham. Army. Sorry, one for the Red Army. I apologise for that. <laughs> no. Well, let's say we'll be back next Monday with the next Red Review. Before then. Big, big game on Thursday night. Quickly, predictions, boys? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 3-0 Aberdeen. <laughs> Ever the optimist, Dave. Uh, yeah. Well, well, so if we can get a quick goal. <laughs> I hope. Well, I'd like to agree with Dave. I'd like to, I'd like to go and see us win it. If we get an early goal, yeah, 3-0, yeah, hopefully. I'm not as confident. Um, I, I don't fancy to keep them out. 3-1 and probably out on away goals, as Aberdeen do. A good, yeah. a good performance, but... Good performance, just, just but little, not enough. Not, not enough. enough. I think. Yeah, I, I, th- yeah, I, th- I, I think if Rijeka score, that's it. At any oh, point yeah. in the game, if Rijeka score, because I don't think there's any chance of Aberdeen scoring four goals. The thing that's is, very gonna unlikely. To, he's going to have to open up. He can't just sit in. He's going to have to. I mean, what to go? Cosgrove, May, and Wilson up top. You know what I mean? It's, no, that's the options. Like, like, I, like, like I say, I, I, I just don't fancy to keep them yeah. out. And I think, no, I think possibly win on the night, but out overall, I think it's, it's important not yeah. to panic. There was, a, as I touched upon earlier, if Aberdeen try and win, win both halves one nil, that yeah, takes yeah. it to extra time. You know, don't panic. No, absolutely. But don't concede. The fans, if you concede, the fans it's have, finished. The fans have got a big part to play. I, I've I've heard today that there's, there's going to be a display, etc., from the fans. Um, the fans got to be there. The numbers. 
obviously Derek said before that it get it certainly helps the team. So if the fans are there cheering them on, hopefully they can do it. You know. Oh, absolutely. There we go. Well, that is it for another Red Review, Graham. Thank you for joining us this Thank week. You yeah, Thank you for representing the Red Army. You're welcome, Dave. You and I will be back on Monday with a a, be- a very special guest. We've got a good one next week. Can we say who it is? Yeah, I think I, I think we, we can. Right. Dave, I think we can. Dave, who who do we have next week? Very Dave? colourful character. Always a great listen. We will be joined uh, on the podcast next week by the one and only Craig Brown. Do not miss it. That's it. Craig Brown on the Red Review with me, Alan Davidson, and Dave Galloway next Monday, available on northsound1.com, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. North Sound 1, Red Review.